Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phoning show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. Uh, I'm not a man for nostalgia. I mean, people that look back, uh, you know, the good old days when kids used to be out running around playing games. Yeah, they were only out on the streets running around because there was nothing to do because life was incredibly boring back then. We only had two channels on TV. There was no internet. Like, What else were you going to do except go and run around? Thankfully, that's no longer the case. And there's so much stuff to do. You, you'd never be bored. I mean, if you're bored nowadays, there's something wrong with you. Like people who, who, who are, you know, looking forward to going back to work after the holidays because they're a bit bored. What? What? Have you seen how much stuff's on Netflix? It's literally never ending. What? How many podcasts there is? Amazing podcasts. What a time to be alive. Bored. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about disastrous parties. Philip, your wedding anniversary ended ab- abruptly, is that right? I uh, it was going along nicely. Uh, myself and my wife were having a lovely evening. Um, <clears throat> we were gazing out at the stars in a in a lovely restaurant, and and uh, then we went for a walk, and uh, my wife fell off a cliff. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty much the end of it. I mean, I tried to keep it going. Uh, Without her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want to spoil the mood. Yeah. It's hard though when your wife's just died. I'd say too. Yeah. Oh no, she wasn't dead. Oh, no, she wasn't no, dead. no. She, the, uh, she fell off a cliff. She fell off a cliff into the water. Uh, she was splashing around there oh, now for a while, and um, I uh, the the lifeboat service came to rescue her. Okay, and and where were you while that was happening? Oh, I well, I I mean, we had concert tickets. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I did carry on now with that. Was it a, a a big name, like expensive tickets, or? Uh, it was a small name, but expensive tickets. I I because uh, you know you don't want to sh- uh, scrimp and save yeah, on your yeah, wedding yeah. anniversary. G- gold circle or? Gold circle, yeah, for yeah. Uh, Paddy uh, Tunnandine. Paddy Tunnandine. Paddy Tunnandine, yeah. Uh, they're they're a three piece band from uh, uh, Roscommon. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, your wife is on the line. Um, she is. Paula. She's a, she, so she's still alive. She's still alive. Yep. Hi, dear. Paula. Hi. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, grand now. How was the concert? It was very good. I, um, uh, Paddy was great. Ton, he did his business. Yeah. And Dean, well, he was kind of phoning it in. You know yourself. Did you, did you tell Paddy I said hello? I did. Uh, Paddy uh, sends his best regards to you, uh, whether you be in this life or the next one. Oh, great. Oh, no, I'm I'm still here. You're still Uh, definitely here. Yeah, the Coast Guard left a while ago now. They left. Paula, where are you now? I'm just uh, in the lake, the bottom of the cliff now. I was falling off the cliff for a while. Then I landed into the water. Uh Then uh, the Coast Guard arrived, and then they were literally so annoyed by the sight of me that they also left. They were, why, why were they annoyed by the side of you? Well, I mean, my husband would tell you easily that I just have one of those heads and one of those voices. And that's you the reason that... Heads, come on now, darling. Voices. You can admit it. You pushed me off the cliff, didn't you? I now, hold on yes, now. Hold on, on now. now. Oh, wait, wait, hold on a second there. I kicked you off the cliff, okay? okay? I didn't push you now. I was a, it was a solid kick. And let's not be... You know, because you were saying, I'm no good at kicking. And we... I. Very well proved it to you. Yeah. I was really sorry to have doubted you, okay? Paula, <laughs> your, your voice is very annoying. But did yeah, the Coast I mean, Guard... Come on now. 
because if you could kick down a phone, Dave, would you know you'd be kicking down this phone line, wouldn't you? I uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, well, it's probably for the best. I just stay here. But the, really. what, the, the Coast Guard did they lift you out at all, or? Well, yeah, they got me about six inches out of the water, and then I was just, you know, describing everything in excruciating detail. <laughs> Of what then, was happening. Of what was happening, oh. yeah. I was like, okay, lads, now you have lifted me out of the water. What he is going to do next? Do you know? And I said, well, he's probably going to bring me closer to the boat. But what they did then was, slowly, in fairness, lowered me back down into the water. And, uh, yeah, then they, they left. To be fair, now, I mean, it is the lake that you fell into. So, yeah. uh, Coast Guard... Isn't like, there no really business being there? Yeah, how did you they know, even get the boat there? You I wonder? was confused I, as well. Yeah, they had to chop her in a boat now. I, uh, I watched okay. that as I walked away. Yeah, they yeah, chop yeah. her in a boat, boat goes over to her. Yeah. And, oh, uh, right, right. You're so observant. Maybe at some Thank point you. they went, hang on a second, this isn't even our job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think actually I heard a member of the lake guard shouting from the shore saying, Put that woman back in. Yeah, he had a very strong Dublin accent. Uh, yeah. That's all I remember about him, really. Philip, would you not go and help right now that the concert's over? I am shattered, yeah, he's probably I right. am shattered. Yeah. It's been a big night for all of us yeah, here. Yeah. And um, someone was saying, let's ring her, let's send her a little voice message or something. Oh, you and I was like, sure, there's no point. She's at the bottom of that lake by now. Uh, no. Well, her phone's still working. Still going? Yeah, still yeah. working. Um, been holding so. my phone above yes, the water That must the be extra time. tiring for you. Yeah, I've got his own speakerphone here. <laughs> okay guys thanks so much for phoning oh, in thank you it's been an absolute pleasure lovely See talking you know. to you i'm gonna move on to some other calls now um ryan is on the line ryan um you've had some disturbing test results is that right yeah i just found out some really bad things what is it ryan i actually can't read they did a test to see if I could read, and I can't. Right. And you, yeah. you, you thought that you could? I thought I could for years. Mm. For my whole life, I'm 57 yeah. next week. So you were just seeing words and attributing yeah. your own meaning to them? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how some people try to read the hieroglyphs of ancient Egypt. Mm. That's what I was doing. And did you, did you never have any indication that you weren't reading the correct things? Yeah, because I, I failed... The junior cert, mm. the leaving cert, mm. um, the getting—I didn't get anywhere really with life. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything. And when should have pointed to it, but when it you'd, didn't. When you'd be in the shops and you'd you'd purchase something based on you know what was written on it, yeah. would it often be the wrong thing? Yeah, I I often tried to uh, tried to cook with um, washing up liquid. Yeah, yeah. It does not taste as nice as you'd think, think with the lovely nice. colours yeah, and the looks, lemony, yeah, yeah. lemony. Fragrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think it was kind of a lemony oil or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, do, who do you blame? Because, like, you, society. Yeah. Parents. Yeah. Myself. Everyone. Really. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But do you? I mean, let's for a second just stick with your parents. Do you think it was their responsibility to ensure that you were taught how to read at a young age? Um, I never knew my parents. Okay. Yeah. So how? So they should have. S- they should have. They should have sent a letter, really, to tell me I couldn't read, but they didn't. Yeah, but you wouldn't have been able to read the letter if they did. I would have known by the smell. Mm. I would have known. So who did raise you then, if not your parents? I, I don't really know what their name was, because okay. they only wrote it to me. Right. They never speak to me. They only wrote They only to wrote to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that would be confusing. Cruel. Yeah, yeah. Cruel people. Yeah. And what about school? What happened when you went through school? 
you see, the, the teachers also weren't able to read. In your school? Yeah, I went mm. to a readingless school. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah like one yeah. of these kind of new age kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about stuff. Yeah, it's more so about um, feelings mm. and taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a feelings taste school. Yeah, yeah. So, so you there's would, not much reading there, but you still have to do the junior and leaving cert. What kind of things would you taste? Well, you'd, you'd taste everything. You'd taste walls, mm. floors, um... We'd go on trips into into um, the countryside, and we'd we'd all find our favourite leaf and taste it. Just have a, a, a yeah. raw on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, um, you said you got some test results to find out that you couldn't read. Mm-hmm. Who ultimately? How did you end up being tested at the age of fifty-seven? Um, I I was standing on the street one day, and I just started crying and wailing out. I don't know what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that's in front of me? And it was a sign. Ah, uh, okay. It was a sign, and I didn't know what it was, but it had a naked woman on it. Right. And it looked like she was dancing. Okay. And I didn't know what it was trying to tell me. Yeah. But I knew that it was making me feel nice. Okay. And I knew about the feelings from going to feeling school. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you saw this sign, and it kind of, it made you feel nice, but you didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. Did you try tasting it? I tried, but then I was I was taken away from the sign. Uh, okay, well, look, obviously at that point you you um, you got uh, you, you got involved with a, a doctor because he's 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 just after phoning in to say um, to to sort of give his prognosis, I suppose. Uh, oh God. Dr. Tony Plinth. I've been working with Ryan for about the last six months now, um, and we've recently just come to a prognosis. Mm. Um, Ryan, you're suffering from a rare, uh, rare condition. It's called blind dyslexia. Mm. It means you're dyslexic, but you're also blind. How does the dyslexia uh, factor in? Well, you know, in in Ryan's case, you know, like he's only eighty percent blind, so he can see some shapes. You okay, know? yeah. So if he puts the puts the the, the paper close enough to your face. Close enough to taste. Yeah, we, we, close taste. enough to taste is right. With the right string the glasses, yeah. you know, then you would be able to see the letters. And but. you technically would be able to read, but you're, dyslexic. you're also dyslexic. So you, have no you haven't got a hope. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got a hope. Yeah. You know? Is there anything else that Ryan can do to, I don't know, just try and make his quality of life a bit more... You know, I've I've come over a couple of couple of cases like this in the par- in the past, and um, you know, some people have suggested you know sitting down for long periods mm. to avoid harm, avoid danger. Yeah. Um, and then you know, once a month, once every two months, you could go for a light jog. How does that yeah. sound, Ryan? Um. Yeah, I I could give it a go. I'll I'll do my best. Absolutely. My you know, best. I think you'd enjoy it. Just yeah. uh, make sure to not bring anybody else with you and. And go in the dark. In the oh, because because it won't make any difference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay. and then you know you can just unburden yourself. Okay, great. Well, look, uh, at least we got somewhat to the bottom of that. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for calling in, and Doctor Plinth as well. Thank you, Tracy. You were overcharged with something. Is that right? What's up, Dave? Yeah, I was. Um, this keeps happening to me. This keeps happening to me. Power City. Every time I go in shopping around a few electrical items and uh, bring it up to the tail wrong price riddle me that explain to me what that is how do you know it's the wrong price the stickers are all over the place Dave on the stickers on the on the thing that you're buying is yeah. it yeah 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 what, how, how much uh, over a pricing are we talking about sometimes it can be 
upward of half a monkey, man. It, like 300, 400, sometimes it's only a few pence or whatever, but... Like, it's very confusing. If you want to buy a, a deep freeze, chest freezer, like, it should be a clean-cut deal. A deep freeze what, sorry? You know, like a chest freezer, like a tr- treasure chest for storing volivants and all in it. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, this is what you were buying was yeah. it today, was this? Uh, just this morning. I'm on my chest freezer now, okay? And I think, right, the boards in Power City... They think I'm up to something with these chest freezers. I just keep saying I'm putting volivants and like like bait from me fishing rod and all in it, but they think I'm up to something. And I tell you now, on the record, yeah, I'm not. Well, look, um, the manager of Paris City, um, uh, Jimmy Delancey, is on the line. Jimmy, um, yeah. Uh, you, Hello, uh, Dave. Is this something you're familiar with? Uh, oh, pr- I'm familiar with this particular customer. With with Tracy. Tracy, yeah. How so? Uh, she comes in and switches the prices around. It doesn't uh, cost a five euros for a chest freezer, and there's no 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 amount of time that so she switches the prices around and says, "Look at that. That says five euros. Are we going to give her a chest freezer for five euros?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're shipping these things in, especially for her, and we tell her what the price is. Then she comes in, she finds, finds uh, there's the like store. a plug for five euros, and she says, "Look at that." That's five. It was by the chest freezer. I want to pay five euros for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And she's taking the tag off the plug and sticking it on this yeah. freezer that you brought in people, specially. And, and, and people are like, I'm not buying your plugs. Yeah. Your plugs are 300 euros. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I'm that's, not buying that. That's and crazy we're like, stuff. no, that's. I mean, it says on the sticker for chest freezer. It doesn't say. And they're like, well, I didn't know what. You call plugs these days. What do you mean? What do you call a plug? A plug is a plug. And, these and I go, well, I don't know. Is a plug a socket or a plug a plug? And I'm like, a plug is a plug. We're not selling sockets. Dave, would you believe anything this head the ball is saying? He just keeps saying the word plug, 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 plug over and over again. Like, n- no one believes you. Uh, I believe me. Yeah, well, you're the so only one. So, Dave believes me. Right, Dave? Well, well it does make a, a convincing story. I'm sorry to say, Tracy. I mean, uh, you're not going to get a chest freezer What's for What's she doing with the chest freezers? You stay out of this. Every What's time I go doing? in there, he's always Every prying time. into me life, trying are to these, ask me are questions. These... She keeps getting smaller and smaller chest freezers, Dave. She's right. like, can you get one that's slightly smaller than that? Just a little bit smaller. What's that about? Could she be putting them one inside the other, inside the other? She's trying to freeze time, Dave. Uh, you know it, I know it. Come on. That that would... Ex- is Tracy, is this uh, some sort of time travel experiment? Well, or? he's not as stupid as I first thought anyway. And I'm halfway there. You're halfway there to yeah, freezing time? Yeah, I just need time. a load of tinfoil from Musgraves. And then I will move on to the second phase. How many more small... Smaller and smaller freezes are you going to need? Well, with my calculations, I'd say I might have something inside. You stop. She's, I mean, she can't even tell five euros from 300 euros. Come Listen, on. Listen, you'll be sorry now when you need to go back in time and I'm the only person in the world. I do not need to go you. back in time. As, you, as I told you, I'm quite happy that my wife died. Well, I think you need a chest freezer for home and. What do you mean? Keep her preserved. You need what? people around you at this sad time. Well, no, my if, wife. if he preserved his wife in a freezer, he, he might be able to resurrect her when once your technology this is, is perfected. Yeah, this is you where it's all coming from. She puts a bag of peas in a freezer and and then comes back three months later and it, they're still good. She's like, but they must have travelled in time or something. How could peas still be good after three months? I'm a scientist. She doesn't understand what a freezer is, Dave. 
Yes, I do. And I won't be bringing any business They're not traveling in time. Anymore. It's just cold. You're well, ignorant. You don't know anything about time traveling, I mean, okay? In a sense, it's, you know, it is kind of time travel. You take peas that existed in this time, and, you know, if you didn't put them in a freezer, then they would obviously... Dave, are you, are you pitching yourself as some kind of sidekick now in her time traveling no, adventures? No, I'm just, I'm just saying What is that going on? You know what a freezer is. I know what a freezer is, and I know what it does, but in terms of food storage, you know, there is an element of... of... It's a wormhole, Dave. <laughs> no, it's not a wormhole. It is, man. That's what the sticker says. This, what sticker? The sticker on Power City said wormhole, and I like it's, time travel. You can't read. It says whirlpool, not wormhole. Oh, it yes. says wormhole. It's whirlpool. That's a the logo of, on it has a worm on it. Goods. No, that's a whirlpool. The that's early a... freezer catches the worm. <laughs> the, the whirlpool logo does look like a worm. To be fair. The Whirlpool logo? You got me. Yeah, you got yeah, me yeah, there, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Okay, I'll sell her freezer for a five of them. Thanks so much. That was being sarcastic. Well, look, guys, it was great talking to you about it. Thanks so much for calling in. And Tracy, best of luck with your time Thank travel you. experiments. Damien is on the line. Damien, you want to make a public appeal, is that right? Hi. I'm after losing my dog. Yep. His name is Shep. Uh-huh. He's three foot tall and he's a sheepdog. Okay. All right. Yeah, Shep, when did you lose him? Uh, it was around this time three years ago. Right. And uh, you haven't seen or heard from him since? Well, no. I've been, well, yes, you essentially. Have. You have? No, I haven't. Okay, right. I yeah, haven't. Yeah. Sorry for the confusion. No, there, no, that's Dave. fair enough. It's been a long three years. I'm sure it's, yeah, upsetting. This is the first time I've been next to a phone in three years. The day Shep left was the day it all started to go downhill for me. I sprinted straight out of the house looking for him. I roared his name, Shep, Shep, Shep. I kept roaring it for about the first year and a half in the wilderness. Just wandering. Just wandering, running sometimes as well. Before long, I'd ended up in Waterford. I couldn't go any further, so I turned back. Why couldn't you go any further? Because of the sea. Oh, the sea, yeah, yeah. I turned back. I went north, up through Kilkenny, Meath. Down, Antrim, roaring and shouting, Shep. I had the guards calling me a few times, plus the PSNI. No sign of Shep. There were a few other sheepdogs that I got close to, got friendly with over the years, but they just weren't Shep. Yeah. I got to Antrim, and you can guess what happened next. You couldn't go any further? No, I got the ferry to Scotland. Okay. I went through all of Scotland, but after about six months in Scotland, I said to myself, wait a second, Shep's a dog. There's absolutely no way he could have gotten onto a ferry by himself. Well, you know, he could have... Could he have he could have snuck on. Yeah. He could have chased a rat, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Been a stowaway, could have been a great film, but it didn't. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't see him in Scotland anyway, so... No, I didn't. Mm. Saw some lovely scenery, mind you. It's a nice country. Yeah. Very cheap whiskey. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh's lovely. Mm. Um... <laughs> came back I did eventually have to come back after about six months I was running very low on money at this stage uh, I had frostbite in both both feet yeah um, frostbite in both feet and uh, I eventually came back thinking that he may have made his way for Galway or somewhere yeah. um, and I've been wandering around since um, and this is the first phone call I've made to another human being in three years well this is a day for firsts because uh, this is also a first for me Shep has actually heard your appeal and he's on the, he's on the line Shep Shep is that you I'm sorry Shep don't don't tell them what happened 
Okay. Do you do you re- do you recognize Shep? Do you recognize his voice? Yeah, that Shep. Shep, it's really good to hear your voice. Make that noise some more. Thanks. Okay. Listen, uh, I didn't expect Shep to actually come on the line here today. Um, I'm as surprised as you there are. There are some things that me and Shep need to sort out in private. Okay. Some things that happen that I'm not proud of. And also some things that Shep, I'm sure, would admit to not being proud of either. Can you... Uh, g'day. Who's this? G'day there. Hello. Oh, are you the person that dialed the phone on Shep's behalf? Well, I gave the phone. Yeah. To the dog. The dog dialed the phone itself. Oh, thank you. Uh, Shep's a, a smart dog. Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm in my cafe cafe here in Canberra, and uh, Shep oh, comes in, and, uh, you know, he's one of my regular customers, so and he, he starts pointing at the radio, because I, I like to listen to yourself there, Dave, uh, on the radio. Uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, Shep points at the radio, and I, you know, I get the idea that, obviously, uh, this is Shep's master on the phone, Shep's owner. How do you know how Shep got to Australia? I mean, I can't, you know, how would anybody know? All, yeah. I, can t- all I can say is the stamps on Shep's passport uh, say uh, Mongolia, <laughs> right. uh, uh, Russia, yeah. uh, Finland... And uh, Norway and Scotland. Okay, so well, we know we can kind of work out the yeah trajectory yeah, there. Yeah. So she did. She did, did go, go to Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, I, I would have to guess so. Yeah, I mean it's a Scottish passport that she's got, so she must have counterfeited that in some way. Jesus, snap! You, you snaky bitch! I didn't know you had it in you. Huh? Yeah. But what was that? Oh, you see, I can actually understand, chaps. She said she got the boat to Scotland, plane to Norway. Another plane to Sweden, a train all the way around down to Denmark, no, Holland, oh, well done. And then the Oriental Express all the way across Russia. Via Mongolia, presumably. Via Mongolia. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mate, the point yeah, is, right. uh, the real reason that I wanted to ring up is because Shep has run up quite a bill in my cafe here, and you kind of owe me some money, okay? Right. She uh, she's horsed her way through uh, several uh, chicken tikka masalas. Oh, she was always very fond of the chicken tikka masalas. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Shep, you you found those. She uh, she bit uh, one of the customers, so that got me into legal trouble. So that's about ten grand right there. Ah, but was the customer wearing green? Uh, oh, uh, I guess so. Shep yeah. doesn't like people to wear green. Well, so. I mean, she needs customer some needs kind to... of a notice of that. Like, well, ah, customer should know. How would anybody know that your dog doesn't like green? By the looks. By, the, by being bitten is the only way that we could tell. Well, I mean, you know what? Well, I that should be some indication, for sure. I do apologise, but, you know, you need to get some signs up saying, here, we have a stowaway Irish dog in our, in, our, in our cafe here, and if you're wearing green, you're liable to a bite. Damien, are you willing to fly over to Canberra and, and bring Chef back? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, as I said, I've been travelling the length and breadth of Ireland for about three years now. Uh, I have been to Scotland for six of those months. I haven't walked a single day in that time. So I'm going to use the last two or three thousand euros that I have uh, off my father's old trust fund that he left behind to me when he died when I was six. And I'm going to go to Canberra to get Shep. Shep, would you like me to come and get you? What's that? Was that a yes or a... It sounded like a no, but I'm going to take it as a yes. Well, yeah, I mean, you can understand, Shep, I suppose, better than... Uh, Absolutely. Better than anyone. 
Uh, well, look, great to be able to re- reunite you guys. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks very much, Dave. It's been a pleasure. Right, cheers, Dave. See you soon in, in Australia there, no? Um, my guest in studio today is uh, an Irish tech guru, uh, Declan Kettering, uh, a tech guru in Wunderkind who has just launched the latest social media networking app, Flimflam. Flimflam is all about uh, trying to make people think that you're actually a clown. Right. Yeah. And the person who can do that the best then uh, gets a higher rating on Flim Flam. The person who can make most people The think- most people think that they're a clown. Right. Are these people actual clowns or are they just pretending to be clowns? Oh, they're pretending to be clowns. I mean, uh, nobody... If you're an actual clown, you're, you're thrown off the, the app. Yeah. Okay, because it's for people pretending to be clowns. Yeah, it's just like saying, I'm a total clown, uh, look at what I've just done to myself. And people will post up photos of um, the spaghetti they've just put in their trousers, or they'll post up like uh, a recording of themselves screaming as they're uh, ironing their own teeth, uh, or they will... Um, ironing their po- teeth? Yeah. Is that a, is that a clown thing? That's a, I mean, do you think that's a good thing? Oh, no, definitely not a good no, thing. No, it's a terrible thing to do, Dave. <laughs> but it's something that a clown would do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty good clown. Okay. Uh, you get uh, you get videos like of people that have just uh, uh, just uh, sold their uh, family. Uh, you get um, you get people that have uh, burnt all of their clothes uh, uh, as like uh, uh, made a statue out of themselves out of their own clothes, and then they burn them. Some of these things. Don't seem very clown-like to me, uh, but maybe that's my you're not on the app. Lack of knowledge dude. of clowns. Well, look, someone who is is uh, my next caller, Stella. Stella, th- you've had a very negative experience using FlimFlam. Is that right? I'm actually um, the one who had invented the ironing of the teeth thing. Um, I was feeling so low, and FlimFlam looked like a bit of a laugh. And I heard of a chap in work who was on it. Yeah. If if people think that's funny, maybe I can think of something that's even funnier. You know, trying to fit in whatever I was new there, and um, started ironing my teeth. And uh, you know, a GHD for your hair. Yes. Th- that was the only kind of hot thing, a hot appliance that I had at home. I don't actually iron my clothes. Yeah. And um, I thought if it's good for toast and a bit of batch bread, maybe I can iron my incisors Wait, with it. A GHD is good for toast and batch bread? Sometimes, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Does it not take yeah, ages? Can, it takes a while, but it it's takes actually a while, lovely. But it's beautiful because yeah. you can put the butter right onto the GHD, so, kind of so it's, it in it's, it's melting in and it's getting a really beautiful golden texture on that yeah, on that yeah. bread. Just yeah. back to the teeth thing, though. So you're, you've got the GHD, like, literally clamped around your teeth. Yeah, you can only kind of get the first four, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, is it not painful? It was very sore. Yeah. But I thought um, my rating might go up, you know, because people uh, tend to tune into the videos where the person is really kind of humiliating themselves. Okay, and yes. And the higher my rating went, to be honest with you, I just kind of got a bit addicted to it. And people were private messaging me saying, that was gas. How long what did else it can stop you do to, you know, stop, how long did it take until you stop bleeding? Yeah, what else yeah, can yeah. you do? The, uh, she's got her lawyers onto us a couple of times and, and insisted we take the video down. And I try to, but I just can't stop laughing as I'm watching it. Stella, what's, what's been the end result of this for you? Like, uh, do you feel like it's ruined your life? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm after spending all of my savings on a solicitor trying to get the videos off. Um, yeah, the but the the pictures of her 
spending all of our savings on the solicitor, I- I've actually increased your rating even more because oh, so it is you, very you continued to put up this stuff up on I was Fem addicted Plan. to it. I was fully addicted right, to right. it. I lost my job. My family wouldn't talk to me. I ended up in counselling. Uh, the video where her family s- slammed the door in her face is absolutely brilliant. You've got to see this, Dave. I actually had to hire three actors to do that because my own family had already slammed the door in my face in real life. Yeah. I was wearing a wire for a time, but um, I got stuck in the handlebars of my bike. So. Oh, God. That was a good video. <laughs> yeah, because you went right over the front yeah, of yeah, I was yeah, actually yeah. pretty proud yeah, of it. Was great. Okay, well, look, great. Stella, stay on the line because um, also on the line I've got Cullum, who, Cullum, you claim to be the co-creator of Flim Flam. Uh, yeah, you could say that, Dave, you know. In, um, in, in that it's true. Declan took a perfectly good idea for a social media platform uh, from a group of five to six mates. It was me, Tall Kev, Small Kev, the Dixie Chicks, which count as one person. Yes. The band I'm talking oh, about. Oh, they were involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legally, they're one person now. Yeah, yeah, legally one person on the contract, you know, yep. which was very sound of them. And, and they, then, they'll answer to the Dixie Chicks. You don't need to learn their individual names. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, like, they all answer to either Dixie or Chick or Chicksy. you yeah. know. Uh, anyway, that's all absolutely beside the point. It is not beside the point. Yes, that is very is. much the point, Colm, okay? I was the one who managed to get the Dixie Chicks on board. Without the Dixie Chicks, this wouldn't have been a big as big an app as it is now, okay? I got the Dixie Chicks on board, and I got them to agree to be called one person. Yeah, you got you did all that, all right? But we haven't actually mentioned the most important person of all, and that's Desi McGlynn. Okay, because he came up with the idea in the first place, Declan, and you know it. Okay, okay, right. McGlinchy came up with the idea of an app where everybody relates how much of a goofball you are. It was all about clowns from the very start, and you know it, Declan. Clowns are very goofy, to be fair. That's an entirely different thing! I don't know. Jesse McGlinchy was a very successful clown himself. Yes, that's why he's banned from the app. Yeah, that's why he, yeah. Banned from the app because he it's, was showing it's you unfair, up. Okay? Off with our idea. I did not run off with your well, idea. Well, take it to the cleaners, Declan, and you know it. You can come on the, national. Don't radio talk to the cleaners. Want. Well, hang on, guys. Hang on, guys. Because there's, there's a simple way to, Sorry, to get Dave. to the bottom Sorry. of this. Is that the Dixie, the Dixie chicks are on the line. So uh, okay, can uh, can I just refer to you as Dixie Chicksy? What what? Yes, it? you can. I'm the Dixie chicks. We're the Dixie chicks. We're I am. We are. I, Yes. Okay. Hi, hi, Dixie Chicks. How are you? Hi, Dixie Chicks. Um, How's it going? Don't you speak to them, Declan. Don't you speak to them, Colm. Well, look, uh, maybe if one of the Dixie Chicks could just assume the responsibility to talk for the group at the moment, I'll just call you Dixie. uh, uh, Yeah. Whose app is this? Uh, Did Declan come up with the idea? Was it Desi McGlinchey? Were were, were you all in on it together? Well, actually, as the Dixie Chick... Came up with the air. Oh, the air. Uh, okay. So now we've got another story altogether. That's a bit, really... of, a bit of a leap. Bit of a leap there, yeah. Dixie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, come on, Dixie. Group. I came up with the air. You did eighty percent of the hard coding, and that's it. And come that on, eighty percent of everything. And that You're, does seem like a lot of work. Air. We came up with the song. Flim Flam, Flim Flam. It's a good song. It's a catchy yeah, it's song. A great song. Yeah. You also and did do the songs work with three people, but, you know. The app was invented after the song. I know, so the, song the song's first. more popular than the app. Well, uh, you know, oh, yeah, on, okay. No, Declan, it was number one. Clown, they, get the best app in town. It was number one, but such a tune. And it, really it is, is the uh, it's the backing track to every single video that's on the site. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, it is quite funny, I suppose. It's a funny song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It works really well. That was one of Declan's. That was okay. one of Declan's better ideas. In fairness oh, to him, you, you know, thank you, Colin. Um, that's big of you. Well, too. no, to have the song running underneath. Guys, I'm afraid we are out of time. Uh, I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Mark Canton, Ali Fox, Mal- Malachi McKeever, and Sarah Devereaux. Thank Guys, you. Do you have anything you want to plug? I'll go around the room. Um, yes, uh, I'll be supporting Martin Maloney, a.k.a. Eddie Durkin from Hardy Books in uh, Smock Alley's main space on the 13th of December. He has a new live show called Tales of a Hardy Book. Daddy. So, yeah, tickets will be on sale next week. Brilliant. Mark? This Thursday, the 15th of November... Uh, uh, Autocorrupt, an improv group of which I'm part, uh, are doing their sight unseen show in Smock Alley. Uh, lots of plugs for Smock Alley. Uh, and it's a show where we're going to do the 100 greatest Irish plays of all time, even though we've not seen any of them. Uh, we did, we did this in the Fringe Festival and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, so come and see it. So it's this, good. This is it's not so, fringe plays now. It's just yes. any play. So in the fringe, we did uh, all, all the, the other shows in the fringe festival, just based on their name or vague recollections from the audience. And this one, we're doing the greatest Irish shows of all time, Brilliant. even though we know nothing about them. Uh, it's silly. It's improvised. It's great. Brilliant. Okay, Sarah. Um, yeah, so a night that me and my friend run called Spice Bag. Our next night is on December first, and it's like a mad variety show. Um, so that come to that tickets will be on sale in like two weeks probably and then yeah I'm also making loads of things for Christmas so find me on uh, Instagram the dirt bird and I make lots of funny things like plates and tote bags and all that sort of thing with like pictures like cards being ridden by horses and such things as that (laughs) (laughs) Maliki um yeah, just our YouTube and Facebook channel, Lince Crack. We actually have a new sketch out. New sketch out. For the first time in about six months now. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's called Getting a Job for Mammy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> getting, yeah. Yeah, no, Getting a Job to Help Mammy. I think that's what it's called. Pretty sure. Anyway, yeah, Lince Crack is the name of the channel. Anyway. I want to plug our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash phoning it in show. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Patreon is a great way to support uh, artists and creatives. Uh, this show is free, uh, but you can support it by signing up to Patreon. And for $5 a month, you'll get access to loads of extra content. So a lot of times when we record the show, we have a load of extra calls that we don't have time to fit in the show. And on Patreon, you'll get access to loads of these bonus calls. Um, I also uh, uh, just put up the Halloween special, an extended edition of that. So the, the the show that went out is like about half an hour long, but the extended version on Patreon is an hour. Um, there's loads of stuff on there. And so, you know, this show is for free and we do it. It's, it's great crack, but um, there is a lot of work that goes into it. So if you want to support us with the price of a cup of coffee or a pint once a month, that would be great. If you can't support us financially, that's okay. Uh, but please spread the word. Tell some friends, uh, share your favorite episodes on social media. Or if you haven't already, please rate and review us on iTunes as it really helps people to find the show. Thank you to the Heads of Podcast Network for having us and to John O'Farrell for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.